Welcome to Lights On Podcast. My name is Mitra Minesh. I help people who are ready to end their suffering realize that there is a good chance that they're living in survival mode, no matter what they know and what they own. I also help them to transform their lives from being a survivalist to becoming an attentionist, a new word and a new way of being in the world. So let us take a mindful listen together. These days, I uh, primarily focus on observing myself and uh, people that I work with to see what is the difference between doing things, different things, in the state of fear or doing them in the state of attention. In my view, basically in fear, we don't have many choices. We just are in survival mode. And in the state of choice, we are open to new ways of doing things or seeing things. And hence the choices are uh, plenty, if not unlimited. And in this particular week, this week, I was um, working with a corporate client. I was doing a few days of executive training for their senior staff. And then I was also teaching a class. And of course, I have my private clients. And what came about, the theme that emerged from these three different ways of working with people was that in, in imagination state, when I uh, ask people to imagine no matter how I'm doing it, it could be through um, guiding a meditation or it could be working and saying, can you imagine? When they are in state of fear, their imagination goes to, first of all, to worrying and, and also it go, it's limited to what has happened before. So imagination in state of survival, in state of... Um, of fear basically is limited to what I have seen or I have heard people around me see. So people go basically with imagination to worrying. And uh, like if I say, can you imagine um, your relationship or can you imagine your business? Can you imagine your um, professional world? Uh, and if they're in fear, the imagination say, yeah, 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 I was following you. But then I was thinking, what if this and that happens? Or I was um, remembering when this and that happened or somebody said that this and that. And this and that usually, if it's <laughs> this and that, is a um, a negative or something that brings worry to, to the person. And then a few people were able to go to the state of attention where their choice was far more expansive, then they were able to actually focus and primarily focus on what is possible that they have not thought about. So this is very interesting. And if we look at the actual definition of imagination, we realize that this kind of imagination, meaning the one that it's new and expansive, is the true imagination. So the definition of imagination is new ideas, images, or concepts of objects, 
not available to our senses in the moment. So the key here was new. And when they are not new and most of our imagination, especially where, where there is fear involved, they're not new. So we think that we're making up a fearful scenario and it's completely new. And in their form, they may be new, but in their substance and the way they are, they're actually not new. So I have borrowed a, a negative experience either from my past or from people around me. And then I have put my own information in and here I am imagining the worst case scenarios or bad scenarios, maybe not worst case scenarios, but bad. So it's important that we pay attention and really understand imagination and the role of imagination in our growth. When imagination is not new and when it has a point of reference somewhere, then it probably won't be as helpful or as new as we think that it is. And the way we can work with that is to just uh, notice it when it's something that is pertains or refers to the past or somebody else's experience and say, oh, no, thank you. That's not my imagination. Very gentle. You don't want to get rid of it or you don't want to fight with it or be upset by it, you just need to gently see it and not confuse it with something new. So in a way, what is helpful to us in attention and when we see ourselves in a position to access things that are not been available to us before, we are really using the same method with different ingredients and definitely a different result. Same method, we're imagining something that is not available to us and the ingredients are fresh, completely fresh. They're not old, used or borrowed. And the results can really um, surprise us from time to time. So let me take a breath and see what is the potential question that you may have at this time. And you may say, okay, that sounds good. And how do I do that? How do I access a different kind of imagination that is helpful for me? Because imagination really is very much underused. And when we use it properly and access through imagination, we access a world that may not have been available to us in the state of fear. So I have a three-step, as usual, a three-step suggestion that might be helpful for you. First of all, where you can go with your imagination is to sit and allocate a specific time to it. It doesn't need to be long. It doesn't need to be, uh, you don't need to be in a retreat or heavenly place, anywhere really will do as long as there are not many um, interruptions to your imagination practice. And then I want you to bring to your awareness a situation that you feel that your imagination may help you to sort of untangle. And before you even do the imagination, I want you to ask yourself and see if you have done what is possible to do to take care of this matter. 
Have you done your best? Really, that's what I'm asking for. And especially this is good for uh, underdoers or overdoers. Because underdoers, and I have worked with both, underdoers believe that it's all imagination and you don't need to do much. So they focus on the realm of invisible and they do not become active in the world of visible. And overdoers focus on the world of visible only and overdo and they feel that they're always in state of tension. The best combo is to bring these two worlds, meaning your inner imagination, inner world, invisible world, and combine it with the visible world and you're doing and see how that works for you. So let's imagine that I have done my best in a particular area and I'm not uh, getting to a result that I'm looking for. And here, let me just um, give you some examples that come to my awareness that just this week I, I worked in the case of a client when I asked them to imagine something to do with their relationship. They went to a place of scarcity and they say, I imagine myself always being alone and not being able to find a, a partner, somebody that I can live with and grow with. And so their imagination went to a place of scarcity. Then I was working with, a, as I said, a corporate client, and then I was asking them to imagine their um, organization in in few years. It had a specific setting, but it was basically about the future. And then those who shared said that, well, we just feel like the economy will go, will get worse and worse and we'll go out of business. And, and this is a huge company. And I was really perplexed by the fact that they went there, they went to scarcity. And um, when I was teaching and when I was guiding a, an imagination meditation, the person who wrote to me in a private chat on Zoom said that, oh, I imagine that everybody is doing this practice really well and I'm the only one who's failing it. And you see in these three completely different settings, one-on-one -on -one with a client and, you know, executives in the huge organization or a teaching space with students, it's the same, as I said, it's the same experience, same energy, same state of fear showing itself in a different clothing, different suit. And it is all about being in the state of fear and survival. So something that is very helpful in the state of uh, attention and choice becomes actually destructive and unhelpful in the state of fear and survival. All right, let me take you back to the practice of imagination. So bring that scenario, something that is small and doable into your awareness. And I assume that you've done all you can. And now ask yourself, what is the healthiest version of this experience? Meaning, what would I like it to be? Just bring that to your awareness. Say it's a relationship or it's a job search or it's a um, 
kind of a decision that you want to make and imagine what would be the best scenario of this particular experience. And just, just take your time and imagine that. And then I want you to engage, step number two, I want you to engage all your senses while you're imagining this. And of course, your mind may say, oh, bought this and last time that, and you say, thank you. Thank you for your opinion and comment. I'm going back to a fresh keyword, fresh and new way of experiencing. So just stay with your senses, feel it, see it, smell it, touch it, and hear it. What are you saying? What are you doing? How do you feel? How do you feel? That's a focus. How do I feel when this is happening? And if this really goes home for you and it feeds you and feels like it's fresh and it's helpful, and you may have to do this a few times, now I want you to put a, a gentle frame around this picture. Take a picture, put it in a frame. And I want you to bring this frame, the picture with you. And now you're going to be using this as a point of reference. And by that I mean that every time your worrying mind, meaning your imagination in survival mode, arrives in your awareness, you say, thank you, I'm going to refer to the one that is more helpful and go back to this picture, to this scene, to these sensations and allow that to be more of your point of reference. So this is the really simplified version that I could offer you without seeing you, knowing you, and knowing what the situation is. It is really a new way of imagining. Imagination that is fresh, imagination that is helpful, and imagination that is not based on being worried and having scarcity, going beyond that and into a place that you can actually see things that you haven't seen in this particular experience. And this work of um, comparing how I am in fear and how I am in choice as an attentionist is an ongoing work that is very worthwhile for me, both personally and professionally, because it helps me to have a different point of reference and a place to go when my mind goes to uh, the past or the negative place that is not helpful. Uh, again, I wanted to emphasize that, that this imagination does not take the place of you actively participating as a physical being and doing what is necessary. This is beyond and in addition to doing what is right and what you think has worked before and seeing if you can improve it or revise it or change it to a way that is helpful and works for you. So that's it for this week. And until the next episode, please 
paying attention to your attention. If this episode served you, and if you would like to pay it forward, please share or rate our podcast so that it can reach more people. On behalf of my incredible team, I thank you for your presence.